Hi, listeners. I hope everybody's day is going well. I hope everybody is enjoying their day on today. Um, so today is a very special segment. Today is Talk About It Thursdays, and I will be joined by this amazing man. Um, he is a candidate running for District 8. He's also a humanitarian um, here in the community of Shreveport, Louisiana. He's doing humanitarian work. He's also um, doing has done a lot of work in Texas. Um, and he will be here with us today. His name is Mr. Kenny Gordon here. Um, and he will be with us today to talk about everything he has going on and the fill us in on the things that he's expected to do here um, this year and in the next year to come. So please join me as we talk to Mr. Kenny Gordon today. Uh, now, he will be joining us at 11 o'clock a.m. Um, <clears throat> on today, so please make sure that you tune in. Now, listen, a lot of y'all are asking, well, where can I find a podcast? This podcast can be found on Apple um, Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Outcast, um, also, also on iTunes. So make sure that when you go on iTunes, you type in or any um any search engine that you type in the podcast Jesus Coffee and Talk and it will pull up and you will be able to click it and you should be able to listen there okay so please make sure that you tune in again at 11 o'clock a.m. I will be on with Mr. Kenny Gordon and I will talk to y'all soon We are back. Um, I am here with the Mr. Kenny Gordon. Uh, like I said before, he is a great humanitarian in the city of Shreveport, uh, Louisiana, and also in Katy, Texas. He's done some humanitarian work, some great things. He's also a candidate running for District 8. I want y'all to help me welcome Mr. Kenny Gordon. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you for coming on. Uh, and like I said, um, I just want to you know, talk talk to you, and I'm so very glad that you decided to join us today. Um, right, thank so you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. So we're going to jump straight into it. Uh, I know that you told me you have a nonprofit organization called Mirror Image, um, and I did want to ask you, um, how did the organization, the nonprofit organization Mirror Image Ministries come about? Well, uh, I've been traveling from Houston, Katie, that's where I live. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Shreveport, and as I visited Shreveport, uh, I noticed that there's a lot of ills, there's a lot of problems that Shreveport has, mm-hmm. especially in my neighborhood. I was raised here, and in the neighborhood, it has diminished a bit. So, my thing was to, or is, to change the narrative of Eden Gardens, to bring it back to where it once was when I was a child. We didn't have any houses that was vacant and and streets that was uh, dilapidated and uh, things of that nature. So I decided to create Mirror Image. Mirror Image being what it once was. I want to try and bring it to that point. And that's why I created it. Okay. (laughs) Okay, that's amazing. So how long have you had your organization? Uh, It's been in existence for only a short time, about a year. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's good. So how long have you and the ministry been servicing the community of Shreveport? Well, like I said, we've only been here for about 11, 12 months. Uh And in that time, we've decided to first 
clean the neighborhood up. Uh -huh. So we've been going around on Sundays in our little banana suits. <laughs> and okay. uh, uh, we've been going around and cleaning up the neighborhood of Eden Gardens. That's, uh -huh. that's the neighborhood that I live in. And uh, picking up paper, uh, uh, cans, and things of that nature to try and give the place a better look right. than what it is when you have all of that trash out there and so right. forth. So that's the first thing that we're trying to do. That's another thing we're trying to do too, and it takes money. So we're trying to get grants to do Right, that. right. Okay, well, you just answer my next question. What is it that y'all do so great? I'm like, you got, that's okay. That's good. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> that's good. That's okay. That's good. That's awesome. So, um, so let me ask you this question. I know, like I said before, you're a great humanitarian. You've done some work in Katy, Texas, and you're doing it right here um, as a resident of Shreveport, well, in Shreveport, Louisiana, and yeah. you are a resident of Shreveport? Yes, I am. Okay, as a resident of Shreveport, Louisiana now. Um, so let me ask you this question. What are some things that you see in the community that you would like to see get better? I know it's so much going on right now. Uh, you know, oh my goodness, it's too much, <laughs> a lot. You know, uh, we're not gonna jump into the specifics of it, but I do want to know, what are some things that you see in the community that you want to see get better? Well, in a nutshell, uh -huh. I would like infrastructure to be better in uh, District 8. Uh -huh. Because I've written around District 8 and I've seen a lot of uh, dilapidated streets holes in the streets and things of that mm -hmm. nature. I right. also like to see houses mm -hmm. uh, brought back to its luster. And I also uh, like to see um, jobs come back to the city mm -hmm. and so forth. And that's not happening. So I think that there's some things that could be done to make that better and so forth. Right. That's good. That's 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 absolutely true. Uh, so can we talk about, um, like I said before, you're a resident of Shreveport now, but I know you said you were in Katy, Texas, but can you talk about some of the things that you've done uh, to service the community of Katy, Texas? Well, in, yeah, well, in Katy, Texas, I was elected uh, precinct chair. Mm -hmm. And being a precinct chair, the duties were to go around in your precinct and look mm -hmm. and see what the ills are in that precinct, uh -huh. and then report it to uh, the powers that be. Uh -huh. And that's what I did. I would go around, look at and see what ills there were, and surprisingly, there weren't very many. Mm -hmm. Because Katie is a predominantly minority district. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and it was surprising that I won it. But uh, <laughs> I would go around and make sure that everything was good. And right. everything was good. Um, okay. We had a few little things, but overall, very nice. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask you this question, and I know it's not what we went over. <laughs> but I just want to ask you this. It's not hard. So, how was your transition from coming uh, from Katy, Texas to Shreveport, Louisiana? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Uh-huh. Because when I got here, uh, there were a lot of things that were very different mm -hmm. in Shreveport mm -hmm. than it was in Katy. Right. And I saw all the differences. And I said, well, you know what? This is not right. And I think that something should be done in order to change these differences. And so that's when I decided, actually, that's when I decided to run. Okay. Because uh, I saw these differences and I said, well, God, man, you know, this is just ridiculous. Uh, there's got to be something that can be done in order to change a lot of these mm -hmm. narratives that's going on. So, uh, that's why uh, 
I just know how to do the things that I'm doing. So that was your, so that was your uh, top choice. Like that was just your it. Like okay, this is it. I'm running. You know what I'm saying? And so you thought about it and contemplated it. So you like, so what was it that made you just say, you know what? All best for off. I'm running because I'm tired of it. Was that it, or was it other things? Well, there were other things uh -huh. as well. That was dope. Those were some of the things, mm -hmm. but there are other things that is transpiring too in this city. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, District Eight has a lot of ills mm -hmm. uh, as far as accidents, crime, of course, mm -hmm. and that's all over the city. Well, that's all over the country, actually. Uh -huh. um, and uh, uh, there's some other things of the uh, the infrastructure. There's a lot of things that's happening here in the city that could be changed. And I don't understand why it's not. So, and I'm not a very, very smart person, but I'm astute enough to know <laughs> that there are some problems here. Mm -hmm. And I'm astute enough to know that uh, there's some things that could be done to cure or help cure these problems mm -hmm. that we have. I have to, a friend of mine told me, he said, Gordon, mm -hmm. the things that you want to do is not going to completely cure everything. I say, you know what, you're right, but it could help. Mm -hmm. I say, we won't have as much right. going on if we did these things that I want to implement right. as composed to now. Right. So I have to, you know, he told me, you watch what you're saying <laughs> because the things that you're saying uh -huh. is not going to clear it completely. I say, well, yeah, uh -huh. you're right. So I have to watch what I say. Because if I don't, then people will misconstrue me by saying, no, that's not going to stop it. Right. But it will help. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's it. I mean, we can't save the whole world, but no, whatever we little we do, we can help. Yes. We can help the community, help the people that we can reach and touch. You know what I'm saying? That are exactly. closer, that are near or far. You know, um, now I did want to ask you this. Um, so with you um, being a candidate running this District 8, do you feel promising in uh, in the fact that you know with your help that you have with the support system that you have? I'm sorry, I know that's not a part of too, but I but I, I know you got it with the support system that you have. Do you feel like it's promising uh, that you have a great uh, run? Well, I have a very, very small support system, and I'm trying to create a bigger support system. I have some people that uh, agree with the policies that I would like to implement. Some do, some don't. But I trust God to guide me, right. to give me the wisdom and the knowledge, and he has mm -hmm. given me the wisdom and knowledge to see, to open my eyes as to what is going on. Mm -hmm. In my younger days, I didn't have that. Uh -huh. But now I do, and that's one of the reasons why I'm running because I see the things that's going on. Mm -hmm. And I've expressed it to people. Uh, there's a lot of young people that's not doing anything. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to help them. Mm -hmm. Those that want to be helped. There's a lot of old people that's, that's um, not getting what they should get. They've lived for 67, 80, 90 years, and they're still struggling. I want to try and help that. And that's one of the reasons why I created Mirror Image as well. Right. It's because the older people, they've been, uh, I'm trying to think of a word, 
But they have come through, of course, the Jim Crow laws. Uh-huh. And the Jim Crow laws, under the Jim Crow laws, uh-huh. they were very restrictive. So because of that is why they are where they are. And they can't get the things that they need in their uh-huh. old age to survive and to strive. Mm-hmm. So that's the purpose of Mirror Image. And my running mm-hmm. is to try and help older people be- get what they need. And it doesn't matter to the race or color because there's a lot of, of uh, other people that have that's having the same problems uh-huh. in District 8. Right. And I'm for everyone. I'm not just for one particular right. uh uh, race or gender, whatever the case uh-huh. may be. I am for everyone. Uh-huh. I want everyone to live a normal, decent, and wonderful and prosperous life. Right. So yes. I want people to understand that I am not a person that is one-sided. Uh-huh. I'm for everyone. Right. And the infrastructure, it affects everyone. Uh-huh. And that's one thing that I like to change. Right. Okay, among other things. Crime okay. affects us all too. Right. So and I wanna change that. Right. Well that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I know you talked about not being one side and saying you're for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I did just wanna kinda um um talk about this. So um first of all, can you answer this question for me? So what do you say to a young man or I mean a young kid, a young child, a young man, a teenager, a young female that you know, it's thinking about doing what you're doing. You know, it's thinking about trying to make a change in the community and possibly one day running for District 8 or, um, you know, anything else in the community that would help. So what do you say to them? Because I know I have some young people that listen to me. So what do you say to them? What words of encouragement could you give them? Well, I would tell them to get involved mm-hmm. because a lot of youngsters are not involved. Uh, I would tell them uh, to get with an organization mm-hmm. and learn what's going on. And then once you learn what's going on, mm-hmm. then you can, in turn, do what you think you need to do in order to change the neighborhoods, mm-hmm. in order to change the system, in order to uh, uh, make the city better than what it is. Because that's my objective, is to make Shreveport a better place, not just District 8. Right. If I can start with District 8, then maybe it'll spread out mm-hmm. to other areas. Because if District 8 is a good place where, where everybody in District 8 comes, District 8 has a lot of people in there. Mm-hmm. That, uh, and it's it, it's a nice place. Yeah. It's a good place to live. You know, everything's working properly. Mm-hmm. Then I believe those people that's running those other districts will do the same. Right. Because their people are going to complain. They're going to say, well, they, I need District 8. Their, con- their infrastructure is great. Wow, it's not right. so great. Right, right. You know? Oh, Crime is down in District 8. Why crime is still high over here? Mm -hmm. So I believe that uh, if I can get in there and if I can change things with the policies that I encourage or that I bring in and the policies that other people bring in, because like I said, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I do listen. Mm -hmm. And if somebody comes in, if my team comes in and we say, hey, man, uh, Mr. Gordon, we need to do this, that, and that, whatever, and so forth. I will look at it and see. And if it works, then I'll do it. If it doesn't, I'll tell them, right, man, no, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And I will express to them why I think it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, okay, well, let's try this. Let's see if this works. 
And that's another thing that I, that I have noticed about Shreveport. Uh-huh. The leaders here, they don't want to try anything. They're first to jump and say, this is not going to work. Mm-hmm. And I always say, well, have you tried it? Mm-hmm. I don't see where you tried it in order for you to say it won't work. Mm-hmm. So try first. And then if it fails, then you can say, well, <coughs> hey, man, I have statistics that shows that this here doesn't work uh-huh. and so forth. We did this. Crime is still high. Mm-hmm. Infrastructure is still rotten. So we got to come up with something else. Uh-huh. That's true. That's true. Now, I want to talk about going back to your organization. Um, I know you said that y'all do so much in the community and in Eden Garden specifically. Um, now, how many people do you have working with you now to help pick up trash and help clean up the community? And how many people would you like to see? Well, uh, I'm glad you said that. I only have two people. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that, that's helping out. And we can only uh, pick up in uh, the immediate area, which is Eden Gardens. Uh-huh. Uh, Line Avenue, not Line Avenue, uh, Hendrix, because that's uh-huh. where I live. Uh, Aaron, Bernard, because like I said, it's only three of us. Uh-huh. So uh, we pick up those areas, and if you come out there, you won't see any paper. Mm-hmm. You know, I drove through there just a moment ago, and I had no paper because we went through that Sunday. Every Sunday we'll go through, and then we pick up paper all over the place and so forth. I believe that if a you can have a house that's dilapidated and falling, but if the grass is cut, if the paper is picked up, that place will look not magnanimous, mm-hmm. but it'll look decent. Decent, yeah. But if you got grass growing all up around it. Paper right. all over right. it. And then you got a dilapidated house. Right. Now that's a mess. Right. And so that's what we're trying to do. Even though we have houses there that's vacant, if we can keep the grass cut, the trash picked up, mm-hmm. it won't look so bad. Right. If we leave it like it is, let the grass grows, let the paper uh, build up, mm-hmm. it's going to look trashy. Right. And that's the problem we have here in this city. We have people that don't care about anything. And so they just let things move or do what it does mm-hmm. instead of trying to make a change. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to do. Right. I'm trying to put in their mind, hey, let's we love our neighborhood. Right. So let's do something about it. Exactly. You know, one other thing. I was driving one day mm-hmm. and I saw this lady over in Allendale, an older lady. It's always those old folks. And she was out there picking up paper <coughs> in her area. And I, you know, I was going to take a picture and put it on Facebook if I didn't have time because I had a meeting I had to go mm-hmm. to. But I really appreciated the fact that that lady was doing that. I mean, she didn't have to do it. Right. But she did. Mm-hmm. Picking up that paper to make her area look nice. And I saw where she came from, her house. And she was picking up paper in front of her house. Then she went down the street uh, uh, a bit and mm-hmm. was picking up paper there and so forth. And it was so much paper right. that her bag was overflowing. But she still did it, and she you know, she put as much as she could in there. And then she took it back home. That's one of the things that inspired me to do that. Yeah. Because I saw that old lady doing that. Right. And she looked like she was older than me. Right. And I'm 67 years old. So um, that inspired me to do that, too. And I said, well, you know what? I'm going to start that with Mirror Image and start picking up paper, too. Another thing we're going to do with Mirror Image is mm-hmm. to try and get some things for uh, for the elderly people, like generators. Yeah, that has a generator. Yeah, and his generator is not a Generax, so because he couldn't afford it. Uh huh. So what he did was 
he had an electrician to come in and do something to his breaker box uh-huh. that allows him to be able to plug into the breaker box and into his generator mm-hmm. and everything would run in his house. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk with him about that and see how much it costs for that to happen. If I can get a grant, that's what I want to do for uh, uh, the, the older people. Right. The elderly people in all neighborhoods. Yeah. Not just my neighborhood, mm-hmm. but in all neighborhoods. Cause we got a lot of old people in our neighborhood. Oh, yeah. But we got a lot of old people in Spring Lake. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of old people in um, uh, uh, Greenbrook. Uh-huh. And, I mean, all over. All over. So, my thing is uh, to help the elderly people get the things that they need in order to uh, uh, be sustained, even when the lights go out. Right. Because they need it. They do. So, you know, those are the things. But, yeah, we only have two people. Right. Okay. Well, that, then that's fine. And we appreciate you for all the hard work y'all are doing, you know, in the community and in your neighborhood. But um, I did want to ask you this. Now, with things being such a trickle effect, sometimes it's like that I hear in Shreveport, stuff is a trickle effect. If one person sees somebody doing something, the next person want to do it, they want to jump in. So how can people contact you if they wish to help volunteer um, to help y'all pick up on Sundays? How can they get in contact with you uh, about volunteering? Okay, well... They can call me. Uh-huh. Uh, the number is 281 850 8951. And of course, they can ask for me, Kenny Gordon, <coughs> and they can express what they want to do and so forth, and then we'll accommodate that. Or they can uh, send me an email, uh-huh. which is kgordon803 uh-huh. at gmail.com. Again, that's kgordon803 at gmail.com and they can send me an email and express the fact that they want to uh, volunteer to help us do the things that we're trying to do and so forth and then you know we can meet and and uh, you know get them uh, set up let them know what we're doing and so forth and then we can carry it from there okay I would really love for each and every person at the sound of my voice to mm-hmm. come in and help out. If right. we all helped out, then everything would would be magnified tenfold. Yes. Instead of two or three people uh-huh. doing what I'm doing or what we're doing, if we can get 20, 30, 40, 50 people, uh-huh. then that means we can cover an area quicker uh-huh. uh, as composed to two or three people. Yes. Yeah, And we can cover a bigger area. Right. We can not just cover... Eden Gardens, we can cover uh, Cedar Grove uh-huh. and Spring Lake. Believe it or not, Spring Lake has a few air, a few uh, uh, disparities uh-huh. in there too, and I want to fix that as well. Right. Because there was one area where it took them 90 years to fix a driveway, and <laughs> right. I said, "What?" Well, and that was Spring Lake. I said, "Well, God, why, why did it take them so long to do that?" Exactly. And see, and I want to fix that as well. It shouldn't take that long, right? To fix something. To fix a, a street. And that's what's happening here in Shreveport. Uh-huh. I mean, they break up a street. Hell, it's out there for 12 months. So it's, it's right. ridiculous. I'm getting right. facetious right now. But, that's what, right. You know, but, <laughs> no, but, but, but it takes a long time yeah. for them to fix it. And that needs to be rectified. Yes. Yeah. yeah and them, them rolls down. What is that? Hern? My goodness mm-hmm. gracious. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It ain't just Knock your foot in. <laughs> Not just... 
No, it ain't good. <laughs> it's a lot of areas. I'm My sorry. goodness gracious. Now, I want you to also tell them how they can don't, well, not necessarily don't, but how can they give? And so, into your nonprofit organization, your ministry, uh, do you have a cash app or if not? You know, is it the same contact information? That yeah, you- well, yeah, they can, they can send their donations through Cash App, mm-hmm. which is okay. dollar sign okay. Kenny G63. Okay. And that's, that's the dollar sign, Kenny G, uh-huh. 63. Okay. And uh, that's the cash app. They can also send uh, donations mm-hmm. through the mail. Because okay. there's a lot of older people that's mm-hmm. with, like me. We don't do that cash, cash app thing. Okay? <laughs> but we do mail. Right. Okay. And uh, so you can send your donations uh, to me, Kenny Gordon, uh-huh. at 630 630- Hendrix, H-E-N-D-R-I-X, place. Uh-huh. And that's Shreveport, Louisiana. And the zip is 71106. Uh-huh. They can also send it through Zale. Okay. I have a Zale. I don't even have a Zale. <laughs> I do. I have a Zale. Go ahead. And the Zale, they can send it through my uh, number, 281-850-8951. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you, you, you got one up on me. I don't even have a Zale account. Like, <laughs> I do. I have a Zale account. I know that's right. I have, I have, I have a, a little thing in our Houston business, and uh, people, they, I do things there, because uh-huh. I go periodically. And uh, they zail me my money uh, right. uh, through Zale. <laughs> they rather do Zale than Cash App. Right. And I have Cash App for other people that rather do Cash App than Zale. Zale, right. <laughs> so that's cool. That's cool. And I know y'all heard. Uh, and I'm going to also post this information, y'all, to my social media pages uh, to let you know, uh, to remind you of where to give and how to contact him and all of that good stuff. Now, I want you to... Uh, uh, I want to ask you this question now. With you doing so much in the community, if a person was to remember you, what would be something, had to remember you by, the last thing you said or did, what would be something that you want them to remember you by? Uh, what impact would you want to have made on the community and the world? Because, you know, what we do could be bigger than the community. We can expand and do things in the world that are huge, you know. Um, so what would you want to be remembered by? Well, I would want to. I'm sorry. Well, I would like to be remembered as a person that cared about people. Uh huh. uh, Especially the elderly. Uh I always express that. And uh, that tried to make a difference. Uh There are things, uh, like I said, that's going on that's really bad. And it needs to be changed. If it can be changed, and I want it to be said that. Well, Kenny Gordon, he he did his best. He made some differences. The differences were good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope they say, I wish he was still here. <laughs> <laughs> right, but, right. Uh, but yeah. He's <laughs> right. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I, I wanted to be said that I was a, a person that cared about people, uh, all people. Right. And I've realized I do care about all people. Yes. Because of some things that have transpired. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people want to say, well, hey, man, you know, you kind of prejudiced and so forth. I said, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. At one point, I did think I was. But then when something transpired and I went to that person's defense, then I realized, no, I'm not. Right. 
I just believe that there are some things that's happening in this country that's unfair mm -hmm. to some people and it needs to be rectified. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people need to understand that people that's suppressed, they don't hate. They hate what's going on. Right. They don't hate the person if or the people. If things change, then the attitude would change. Uh -huh. But if things stay the same, the attitude would stay the same. Right. And a lot of people like to say that a certain group of people are racist because they disagree with what's going on. It's not racist that you disagree right. with somebody slapping you every time you turn around. Right. If you slap me, I'm not going to like that. Right. <laughs> so that don't mean I'm prejudiced. Exactly. Because I hate the fact you slapping me to right. death. So, no. There's a lot of things that people do that needs to be changed. And if that changes, then you wouldn't get all of this, uh, the things that we have going on. Right. Things would be a lot better. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't know. I don't can't. Like I told uh, the senator, when I went down there to uh, Baton Rouge, uh -huh. uh, and I was talking about uh, how they can change the narrative of the state. You know, people are leaving the state by leaps and bounds. Right. And they're leaving because they don't have anything here. There's That's no jobs. You know, uh, the houses are cracking and everything. So yeah. a lot of people are leaving, and the majority is leaving more so than the minority. So I told the senator, I said, I can't uh, guarantee nothing but death and taxes. I say, but if we change the narrative of what is going on in the mm -hmm. state, then people will stay. Mm -hmm. And one narrative is getting rid of the red tape that exists in this state for a business to come here. I've lived in Louisiana, I mean, in Houston, mm -hmm. Texas, Katy, mm -hmm. for 35 years. And I've seen the things that Texas does mm -hmm. to let businesses come into the state. And that's why people go to Texas, mm -hmm. because they got a lot of business. Right. And they let business in. This state, for some reason, is not business friendly. And so what they need to do is change that. Mm -hmm. And if they do, then people will stay. Right. Not only will people stay, other people will come. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they, they have to change that. But yeah. You know, I'm just kind of like going off. No, table. that's fine. But uh, but that's what I told uh, the senators. I said, hey, I said I can't, I can't, uh, I can't guarantee nothing but death and taxes. I said, but if you change the narrative, uh huh, I can specifically say that uh, people won't be leaving the state like they are. Right. And that's one of the reasons why they're drawing the lines like they are. Because people leave. Mm -hmm. So now they got to try and pull people over in their district. And I understand now why they're doing it. Uh -huh. uh, pull people in their district to do the things that they need to do and so forth. So, you know, it's just really, it's really a mess, but it can be fixed. It can be fixed, yes, right. It can. It's a mess, but it can be fixed. Yes, and that's what people want to know. So that's amazing. Now, I know that, and this is going to be the last thing I said to you, Um, I know, Um, but you're running for District 8. But could you, I know you said next year, right? Mm -hmm. Could you tell them, because I don't want them to think that it's now. No. no could you not. tell them when you go No, no. Uh, now we have city councilmen, uh -huh. the mayor, judges, 
that's running for that seat. Okay, right? okay. Running for their seats and so forth. Uh-huh. Okay. You have some incumbents that run it and some that's not. Uh-huh. That's this year. Next year, we have uh, parish commissioners. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't think of other offices that's going to be running. But I know parish commissioners are going to be running uh-huh. next year. And that's, of course, what I'm going to be running for. Okay. Uh-huh. And again, I'll be running for District 8. Uh-huh. And I'm going to try and uh, fix the eels of District 8. And I hope that the other county commissioners, uh, if I get in there, will look and see what I'm doing and say, well, hey, you know what? That's maybe what he's doing because everything is looking pretty good with uh-huh. what he's doing and so forth. That's what I'm hoping. But if I get in there, um, then I can guarantee people that I'm going to try and find darndest to bring, to bring about a change in the district. Uh-huh. Okay. And one thing I want to say, too, is if you like what is going on in your district, then you keep that person there. If you don't like what's going on in your district, then give me a shot. Okay. If I don't do what I say I'm going to do, uh-huh. kick me out. And that's just the bottom line. Right. Put someone in there that's going to do what needs to be done in order to make a difference in your area. Uh-huh. Don't keep the same thing. Because if you do, you're going to get the same results. Uh-huh. And if you like it, great. If you don't, give Kenny G a shot. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like that. I like that. That's a good slogan. Give Kenny G a shot. You know what I mean? Well, on that note, we thank you so much for coming by. Thank you so much for coming by, Mr. Kenny Gordon. Thank you, <laughs> For coming by and talking with me on today. Well, uh, uh, and y'all were so very happy to have him by. You had, you had something you want to say? No, no, I just want to say thank you very much for giving me this opportunity to speak to the masses. And, uh, and I hope they've learned something about me and about... Uh, what I want to do for Shreveport, mm-hmm. what I'd like to do for Shreveport as a politician, and uh, to bring about a change uh, in the city uh, and in the district that I'm going to, uh, that I would like to uh, represent and so forth. Okay. So, again, I appreciate you for giving me this opportunity. No, thank you so much for coming by. I appreciate you so much. Uh, y'all give it up one more time for Mr. Kenny Gord. I know you're here to run the problem, but I'm a... Okay. <laughs> thank you so much.